not in a negative way, but this life that you've got is limited by time. And therefore, time is actually your most important resource, more important than money, because you can borrow money from somebody else. People, can you lend me some money? You cannot lend me some time. What you can do is leverage your time. So, you know, if you sort your finances out, you can get a cleaner to clean the house and then you claw back that time and you invest that time to make more money so that you can then pay the cleaner to do it again. Your inner voice has been drowned out by the noise around you, but you've always had a deep desire to make a difference. And now you're ready to step into your greatness and develop the identity you need to build towards your ultimate goal. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Making the world a better place by unleashing human potential will help you create your own reality by increasing your self-awareness, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, and finally finding the passion, purpose, and true self so that you can live the life you are always destined to live. Now, welcome your host, a lifelong learner and growth mindset savant, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Tibor Nagy. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My guest today is Vicky Voucher, who started investing in property in 2008, named in the Telegraph as one of the UK's 25 most influential people in property. She has written five best-selling books and is an inspiring thought provoker. Vicky's experience of overcoming life-altering challenges means she knows how important mindset and getting a grip on your finances are in order to create more personal resilience. Vicky is spending her time helping people like you to identify more personal and business resources so they can regain some sense of calm. These are strange times, but in every challenge, there is an opportunity that may only become clear in months or even years to come. At the beginning of today's episode, we talk about Vicky's personal story and entrepreneurial journey, how she reinvented herself after losing her job, and how you can do that too. In the middle of the episode, Vicky gives advice for aspiring entrepreneurs and for the listeners how reinvention is possible after going through adversities in life. We talk about the most important principles of property investment, and Vicky shares what the situation looks like during COVID-19 in the UK. Closer to the end of the episode, we discuss the importance of time and Vicky shares ideas that can shift your mindset around valuing yourself and your time. On top of all that, in the end, Vicky recommends super amazing books to the listeners. If you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources, book recommendations and detailed show notes, simply head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. You can also use the search bar on our website where you can simply type in Vicky Boucher to find the episode's show notes page. And so Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Vicky, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Hello, Tibor. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really, really excited to dive into different kind of topics today. And uh, so, Vicky, you are focused on helping clients design and achieve their wealthy futures, early retirement plans or legacies. And your mantra is, anything is possible if you just decide. And so you've gone from single mother, unlimited income to successful property investor, business owner, international speaker and author. 
And your fifth book is called The Wealthy Retirement Plan, A Revolutionary Guide to Living the Rest of Your Life in Style. And so we are going to dive deeper into different topics. But I first off, I want to start with your story, like how, how you got where you are today and what is it that you do. Okay, cool. Well, I know that <clears throat> this podcast is very much for people who are looking to sort of make a change in their life. And I see that as something that actually we probably are all doing all the time, just not always consciously. So these are your, your listeners out there. Welcome. I'm happy to be speaking to you. You're looking to make a change in your life. And, and I wanted to give yeah. you my backstory um, through that prism. So, yes, we could do whole loads of it. Yes, I was a single mum, but we'll skip all of that bit for now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to sort of fast forward to 2001 when I was a university lecturer and working on projects funded by the government um, to help young people become more entrepreneurial, to recognize the skills that they've got and apply them in a different way. I adored my job. I just, I could not have been a happier person if I, if I could imagine anything different. And the government funding stopped. And I knew it was about to stop. I knew we didn't have any money from March moving forward. And I knew that I was going to have to make all my team redundant. And I knew that once I'd made all my team redundant, I was going to make wow. myself redundant. And I tell the story of I lost my job. And that sort of sounds careless, doesn't it? I lost my job. I didn't lose yeah. it. Yeah. The job was taken from me. Um, mm, not wow. in a, well, it is a negative way. I am saying it in a negative way, but not in a victim way, but in a lack of control way. Somebody, I didn't know until that minute that because I was an employee, that there was somebody else who had control over my life. And I think that that is something that the whole world has suddenly woken up to in the last four weeks. Wow. Everybody in the last four weeks, although we've got the health issue, they're also recognizing, and this applies to whether you're a business owner or whether you're an employee, that there are other people who are uh, able to influence your income or the income into your family. And I think that that is a massive wake-up call for us all and an opportunity for us to reinvent ourselves. And I'll, I'll go on and explain how that loss of my job as a university lecturer sort of shifted me forward and those steps, if you're interested. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would love to dive deeper there, definitely. I think if I look back, I would say that it's about resilience, although I didn't know that at the time. So some of the things that you listeners are going to draw on as skills you won't recognize them today, but when we get to next year, you're going to look back and you're going to go, wow, I was so focused or wow, wasn't I resilient, determined, wasn't I committed to making this difference? Because those are the inner strengths that you have. They'll be the muscles that you haven't had to use a lot, but they'll come to the fore so that you can use them. So for me, obviously, I lost my job. I thought it would be really easy. I could just carry on doing what I was doing, but in a slightly different way. Interestingly, a lot of people are thinking that now. And I thought that part of my job as a university lecturer was also working on these projects, bringing students and employers together. So very much a connector, a partnership builder. 
I thought I could do that again. I had all the database and I could carry on offering exactly the same thing to the same people. Yeah, the difference yeah. being that they didn't value what I offered enough that they were prepared to pay for it themselves. Whereas before they valued it because it was given to them by the government and now they were going to have to essentially work for it and hand over their own cash, their own income, then they saw it in a different light. And so I had to I had to sort of go out and, and find a new way for myself. And I was lucky. Mm. I was lucky because I hit upon an email that took me down a path, and we'll speak about this in more detail later, into property investment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I had been searching, and I think when you're searching, um, it's almost as if you put a different pair of glasses on because you see things differently and the opportunities are there and then you find the information. So I was looking for a way that I never had to be um, under the control, total control of somebody else financially again. So, of course, I did take another job. I couldn't just sit around and do nothing. I took another job while I was searching. But in the back of my mind, I'm looking for ways that I can take back control of my own finances and all the time I'm working then I come across this email and then the email takes me down the road of property investment and for me and at the time this is 2000 and so this is 2007 2008 now so you know a good few years on but we're going to have to condense all of this ourselves during this period um, I started property investing and that has given me both an opportunity to give back to people. So I provide homes for people who don't have homes. Um, a lot of single mothers, but a lot of young families, <clears throat> a lot of people who um, aren't working in highly paid jobs. And in return, I get rent from them. And that rent means, yes, I still have to pay the mortgage and the letting agents and for the refurbishments and everything else. But that gives me some income on a monthly basis that I'm not working for, my money that I invested into the property is working. So I learned to leverage. So all the way through this, although I didn't know these words at the time, I was able to reinvent myself into being a property investor. And then from that, recognizing with my university background that actually property was just another business. So actually, I was a business owner. And then how could I be in entrepreneurial and spin off of that. So I reinvented myself. I had to refocus mm. because I was no longer going to be an employee. I was going to be a business owner. And that meant I had to take control of my finances. I had to take control of my mindset. Mm. I had to make my money work for me as well as my time work for me. Um, and all of those skills with things that were dormant and that actually I could draw on. And what I want to say to everybody listening, we're going through an incredible period of challenge now. We've yeah. never experienced this before in our lives, um, but you have the skills there. You may not have them consciously at the front of your mind, but they are there. They are innate skills. They are muscles that you just need to identify and strengthen. And the two biggest ones are managing your mind and managing your money and bringing those things together. Obviously, over and above obeying what the health rules are at the moment mm. um, and everything that, that you're being advised to do from a health perspective, but we're not going to cover that bit. And that's it, really. I just I started investing in property in 2008. Um, between 2008 to 2010, I was buying on average 
one to two properties a month for myself and clients. Um, 2010, I wrote my first book. And as you've mentioned, I'm now up to book five. Mm -hmm. Because I wrote the book, I got invited to speak. um, And it wasn't something that uh, was unnatural for me, because obviously, having been a university lecturer, I'm used to speaking to, you know, large groups. Mm -hmm. So I just fell into speaking naturally, which was just brilliant. And it's part of a marketing, you know, none of these things are done um, lightly and without purpose. So writing the book was, um, on one hand, it was a personal come business project to learn how to outsource. Um, Second, it was a marketing project because it was going to give me a product that was another way that people could find and learn about me. Yeah. From um, an education point of view, I know some people like to read, mm-hmm. some people like to watch, some people like to meet, some people like yeah. to listen. So I made sure my lessons were getting out there in all the formats. So there was a plan to everything that I did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in order to then create this business. And I went on then to... Um, source properties for clients who had money to invest but didn't have the time. I then ran training programs and and still do run mentoring programs for people who want to either invest in property or grow their own businesses so that they can get to a point where they have more income in their business so they can think about what they want to invest in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and it's just, it's just, it's all just flowed and it feels like it's flowed out very easily and very naturally. Wow. But I want you to know there are challenges along the way. Uh, and that's okay. You can you can still cope even with the challenges. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's an incredible story and a lot of great insights. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I was wondering, as you were talking about this, a couple of things, right? So uh, we are facing this uh, pandemic with COVID right uh, now. And so, um, you know, People might be thinking about starting something new or, um, you know, transitioning maybe uh, from the corporate world to entrepreneurship. They might have been thinking about that for a long time, but they, you know, didn't have the courage to start. So uh, one of my questions is, what advice would you give to those people who might be thinking about, you know, starting something new right now because of COVID? Or what what advice would you give to those people in these uncertain times, focusing on people who, you know, might want to start a business. And um, the second question is, how did you change your focus, your business focus uh, during COVID-19? How do you serve your customers, your community? What are some of the things that you focus on? I think the answer is the same for both because I'm doing yeah. the same as I would suggest to your audience. Yeah. I think you've got a perfect opportunity during lockdown. Now, it depends on your circumstances. Mm-hmm. Some people are working from home and some people are not working. And, you know, so you're going to have to adapt what I'm saying to, to suit you individually. But even if you are working from home, I bet you are so much more productive than you ever were when you were in the office. For a start, <laughs> you're saving all the time of driving or traveling to work and back again. So that's an extra couple of hours you've got a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to take a whole one-hour lunch hour to get away from your desk because you don't feel that way at home. Yeah. Um, and just because you're not nattering to people, 
most of the people that I'm speaking to at the moment that are working from home mm-hmm. are getting their work done in about three or four hours. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, just as a little sideline, why would we ever go back to the way it was before? Why would we spend our times on those grubby packed trains? Or you might have beautiful trains out there, but generally it's still a grubby packed train or sitting in the car in traffic jams that frustrate you to go to an office to be unproductive when actually what you could do is do all the work you need to do in four hours at home, save petrol, save the environment, and then spend the afternoon and have a couple of webinars so that you feel connected with people and then go out in your community to get the connections. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that, that's a little side tree. <laughs> um, I think what we need to be focusing on right now is first learning and then second contribution. And your question was people who want to set up their own businesses. And the answer is still the same. Learn first, contribute second, and then go out into delivery mode. And if I can just explain that. Mm, So because we're at home, you've got the opportunity to gain the skills that you need to be successful in business. Absolutely. Some of those are the fundamentals of maths. So many people start with passion, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful, but they haven't worked out whether mathematically, financially, what they're about to offer either as a product or a service is ever going to make them any money and be worth their time. So one of the key things that I always speak to my clients about is, yes, you're passionate about doing something. Marvelous, you've got the experience that you are passionate about so that you've mm-hmm. you've got the experience and you've got the drive to do it. But are there any people out there that want it? And I'll cover that piece in a minute. And what are they prepared to pay for it? And you need to understand your cost. And for example, there are so many people out there, and I, I don't know what the conversion rates would be for you i think you're euros aren't you uh, we have florence in hungary oh florence okay so yeah. i don't know the conversion rate you'll have to just say this for me <laughs> but if for example in in england you might go to anybody from um, a beautician to a massage person to a personal fitness person even to a health practitioner like a chiropractor or an osteopath and they'll be charging somewhere between 40 and 80 pounds an hour. I don't know if you just say what that would be in Florence and it's practically the same in euros. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 totally fine. Most of the listeners are from the US or, you know, international. Oh, okay, that's cool. So and then it's practically the same in dollars anyway. So that but yeah. you you get the general drift. Now, mathematically, you will have to work every hour of the day. Uh, in terms of delivery in order to make sufficient money for an income. And then there are no hours in the day for you to do your marketing and to do your accounts. And then this is why so many small business owners are absolutely exhausted Mm. because the pricing isn't right. Mm. So if you think about what you need to do in a business, you need to work on your business. You need to work in your business in terms of delivery. You've got to do sales and marketing and everything else. You cannot afford to create a business, particularly if it's a service industry, and it's easier to give the example if it's service industry. You cannot afford to run a business that requires you to do delivery seven, eight, nine hours a day, five days a week. If that's your business model, it's never going to succeed for the long term because you will be exhausted or you will run out of customers. So that's the first thing. Learn about the maths, what makes sense. You're passionate. You've got the experience. 
Now learn about the maths of it. And then the second bit is if we weren't in COVID, you would then go out to the market and test the market by saying to the market, um, here's my uh, free taster course or here, come along, I'm mm. looking for some people that would like um, some free coaching in return for testimonials and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you'd be doing market research. Mm. And you do all of that before you build your big model because you check that there's demand there. Well, now you have the perfect opportunity to combine giving back and market research. So why not contribute to your local community? I'm sure you're doing the same thing. The, the amazing thing that's come out of this crisis is, for example, in my local area where I live in Englefield, which mm -hmm. is just outside of Windsor where the Queen is, we've got a Facebook group. And the Facebook group has linked up with the local council. So we've got a food bank. We've got volunteers. They're delivering leaflets in the doors. They're dropping shopping. They're collecting um, chemists. And I'm, I'm offering my help in terms of financial advice or business advice. And there's so many things that you could be offering to your local community that could also benefit you in terms of testing out what it is that you want mm. to do. Well, um, yeah. yeah. And so I just think I think those two things there and that's exactly what I'm doing now, taking the opportunity to learn. So I'm learning more about my website. I'm learning even more about marketing because mm -hmm. those are the things that I I just constantly need to be up to date on because it changes so much in terms of LinkedIn likes this and Instagram likes that. Facebook wants it this way around. You know, so there's always always stuff to learn, but also looking at how you can take what you want to take out into the world and offer it out there for free at this time of crisis mm. um, and then you get to test and to refine so all of the work that I normally do with my mentees I'm now offering to um, to new clients mm. at shortened versions but complementary to help them out yeah yeah yeah, that's really, really valuable. Thank you so much for sharing in one of your Facebook lives you've talked about this. Like, uh, there's going to be a change on what people are spending their money on, right? Uh, what yeah. people value. And so maybe it's it's a good time to test different things. Um, one of my focuses is, for example, the community. Like, I'm focusing on um, strengthening my community um, and also providing more content that can be helpful uh, for the people, for the community. Uh, so I'm doing it online, obviously. Uh, but, uh, I think those are, those are some of my focuses right now. And so, you know, I also wanted to dive deeper into, um, you know, property because you've written five books and, um, several, uh, workbooks and people can also download some of them, um, from your website for free. And so there are some great principles right for example in your new book wealthy retirement plan um and you know there's this uh the nine critical property principles that's a downloadable mini book so people can download that from your website and um yeah so when it comes to property investment if someone is interested in this field uh from the listeners like what are some of the you know most important principles that we should know about this uh, field? Well, I think the most important thing is to recognize that it's going to be a completely new market when this all opens up. 
Mm. I'm not sure what you're doing uh, in, in Budapest or how the market is in America, but in England, we have literally shut the property market. So there are no house sales going on mm. and any rentals that are going on are being conducted virtually, you know, so virtual viewings of the property, mm. online, wow. online signatures, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, very different market. So in terms of property investment, I think there are several things to be aware of. There are going to be a lot of people who have currently, let's say pre-COVID, invested in property and will be in difficulty as a result of this. Because some of the strategies, some of the ways that they have created their portfolios will make them very vulnerable at a time like this. So they'll either be too big um, or they will have taken on strategies where they didn't actually control the asset. They actually, sorry, they didn't own the asset. They only controlled the asset. Mm -hmm. And these are strategies that include things like lease options, rent to rent, um, a lot of people have borrowed other people's houses under contract and then done things like Airbnb mm -hmm. um, and short-term lets. Some people will have been able to pivot really quickly and see what was happening, but a lot of people will have been reliant on holiday trade in their Airbnbs, um, will be committed to paying the owner of the house a fee for the property but actually not receiving the rent from the people that live in the property because they've lost their jobs. And so there are going to be opportunities out there. And what you've got to think about is what sort of person are you going to be? And I think this also goes back to the last question when mm -hmm. you're thinking about setting up a business. Where is your heart in all of this? Mm. Are you thinking of setting up a business because you have changed your values, as I spoke about. What's important to you is different now, mm. like it was for me when I lost my job. So what's important to you is different. You've changed the way you're thinking. You want to create a new life for yourself. And as part of that, you have these skills or you have access to this product that you want to get out into the market for their benefit. So you're coming from a positive place. Yeah. And therefore, in the property market, you can see that there are going to be current investors that are in difficulties and you can help them or are you coming at this like a shark mm -hmm. and that can apply in the business okay so i can uh, i've i've never done anything i've only been an employee all my life but i'm going to put on a 3 day event on how to be um successful after the crisis um and i'm just going to blag my way into it and charge people money to come to an online event mm. um or I'm going to pretend that I'm selling um, some of this personal protection equipment, put some pictures up there on a fake account and scam people for money. You know, if, you, if you're that sort of person, I don't think you're going to be listening to this podcast anyway. <laughs> but if there's any, any tendency, because we, be can be a scale of things, if there's any tendency of yeah. making a, dis, a decision, whether it's about what business you're going to set up mm. or what property you're going to do, if you're coming from a point of desperation, or even the slightest hint of, of greed or money, then that's not the right way to set the business up. And I think one mm. of the things that you can do is come back to a point of gratitude, always come back to a point of gratitude, be grateful for what you've got, and then look at how you can go out and serve others. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can charge for the serving that you are going to do. So whether it's delivering a product or delivering a service, you can charge for it, but you come from a position of service. How can I 
help my clients? What do my clients need? So the property question is, mm -hmm. you now need to start researching. Um, and I'm not trying to flog you a course, but in, in, in the materials that I've got, if ever you need it, there is a, an online program which takes you through how to practice and research an area and a strategy. So you need to be doing that sort of stuff. How can I find my area? How can I research the properties in the area that I am going to focus on? Because it's always about focus. Mm -hmm. And how can I understand what would make a good deal and what would not make a good deal? And get knowledgeable about a physical area that you're going to invest in and a specific type or two types of property that you're going to invest in and you're going to invest in them for very specific reasons like you want to rent them to families or you want to rent them to young professionals or you might want to rent to students or that sort of stuff so know your your market and then from that point be ready just keep watching just keep watching just keep watching mm -hmm. and what you're not going to see which we would normally see so for example in the 2008 forwards crisis because the market was still open when you were doing that research what you would start to notice is properties coming onto the market where clearly and you can tell from the photographs clearly the landlords or the owners of these properties were in financial difficulty and mm. you could start to spot them then you can do your research and you can see when they bought them you can guess what they paid for them or you can see what they paid for them you can guess how much their mortgage is and you can start to see the difficulty and the pain someone's in. And then you don't cross that line. You don't try and make someone sell a house for less than their mortgage. What is up, Mindset Nation? I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode and we're going to get back to this conversation very soon after thanking to our sponsors. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you've answered this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility and scale your impact and business, I have good news for you. I launch a 12-week group coaching program every single month with four people where I teach how to start your own epic podcast from scratch, build credibility, and scale your online presence and business. In order for you to see that podcasting is something that you want to start, I provide a 30-minute free discovery call where we can see if podcasting is something that can help you scale your brand and business. You can book a free discovery call with me at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash free call that's again mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call or simply shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com that's t-i-b-o-r tibor at mindsethorizon.com so mindset nation without any further ado let's get back to today's mindset transforming conversation you know you you go into every deal yeah. I, I do hate the phrase win-win because it's so overused but you know, you go in there so that the people that have bought from you are still left standing at the other end with their shirt on and you get a great deal because sometimes pushing for an extra five or ten thousand pounds off of a property price makes so little difference to your bottom end, mm -hmm. but can make the difference to whether the other person can walk away and and eat the next day 
or feed their family the next day or not. So it's about going into this with a heart. But right now, it's looking at, again, it's the same thing. It's learning about your area. What you might find while learning about your area is that actually, if you've got current skills Mm -hmm. around property investing, you might be able to go out in a form of sort of consultancy and help some people that are struggling now. So you could practice your model again by contributing to other people that are out there in difficulty. But I think we're definitely going to be coming out into a new world. And this, well, if you're under any illusion that this is going to be over quickly, I think you're mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think any country that comes out of this too quickly runs the risk of a second wave. Uh, I think until the whole world reaches a certain point where we've all got a certain level of infection, and I'm not talking about herd immunity because the problem with the virus is it can mutate. I'm talking about when we've all got a certain level of um, mm. stress, distress, coping mechanisms, and then we all move forward together globally, of course, this is never going to happen, unfortunately, then we would come out together and then we would be able to co-create a new world. And I and I really believe, and I think this is where it ties into, you use the phrase, stepping into your greatness. Mm. I really believe that us as individuals have an opportunity once once in a generation or once in a millennia Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to start to shape the future ourselves. We can shape the future with our buying decisions. We can shape the future with the type of business owners we are. We can shape the future with the type of employees we become. Mm -hmm. And we can shape the future with who we vote for. You know, we became very isolationist, um, very nationalist. You know, we all started to look inward um, it, there was, you know, quite a nasty feel within the UK, yeah. um, almost racist to a degree. And I think we'll see that working in isolation isn't helpful when there's a crisis like this. Mm. We do need one another. Yeah. And I think that what we can start to do is shift from this mentality of I'm going to stick up a wall and I'm going to shut the border and I'm going to keep all this for me and not for you. Mm. And actually we can open up as we are doing at grassroots level, working with our own communities anyway. And then let's gather around these new values Mm. and let's make the um, governments do what we want. Let's make the governments focus on the homelessness, on pollution, on fairer wages. You know, I mean, so many people have been hit, and I'm sure you're seeing it in your country, you know, some of the lowest paid people, care workers, you know, care workers are looking after my mother because mm. my mother needed to be in a care home. Mm-hmm. And these people are paid a pittance to look after her. But I pay a fortune to the care home. Mm-hmm. I pay a fortune to the care home. But they don't reflect that back in the wages of the people. And when we went, we stood outside my mother's window and spoke to her through the window with our masks on the other day because we hadn't seen her for a month. And the care worker that was in the room with her said, She's had to send her son and her daughter away to live with other people. Her husband is staying with someone else so that she can be in the house on her own. She doesn't go to the shops. They deliver food to the door. She meets no one. She's just got her her house, her empty house, her car, and coming to work so that she does not run the risk of bringing infection in to the care home mm. uh, where she's responsible for caring for old and vulnerable people. And the sacrifice this woman is going through and her whole family 
for an extremely low wage, I think are the things that we need to be looking at when we come out the other side. And if that means we have to pay more for things, or all businesses need to reduce the extreme profit levels because some businesses have massive pros- uh, profit margins. Mm-hmm. And, and clearly, as other companies are failing, other companies haven't understood the maths at all. And I think there's hopefully, hopefully, please, an opportunity to rebalance here. Yeah. That's my wish. Wow. That's incredible. I really love the fact that you talked about, you know, values and gratitude and what to focus on. Um, so, for example, in one of my latest solo episodes, I talked about this, that, uh, you know, the situation is really can um, awake a lot of people and make them ask different questions. And I call them mm-hmm. bigger, bolder questions like, you know, what is my purpose? What am I here for? And in your book, The Wealthy Retirement Plan, you have this chapter, what do you really want, right? And so focusing on the things that you really want to experience or you really want to value in your life. So that's, and maybe create a service or a business out of that. Um, Maybe you will find your, you know, core values and passions and drives out of this situation, right? Mm-hmm. um if if you haven't yet so i think yeah i think that this might be a, a good time for reflection and self excavation um self actualization and all that different things so uh yeah no definitely definitely agree with yeah. you Tibor. i think it's i think it's interesting i was in a group yesterday speaking with them um and they're going through exactly that process now you know we the irony is i wrote that book during 2018 and published it at the beginning of 2019 mm. so over a year ago yeah. now and the central message of the book mm. is if you didn't have to work in the way you do now what would you really want to do and we're being forced into that now yeah. you're not allowed to work the way you used to you're having to work differently and in that what what elements of joy what elements of new purpose what values have shifted for you and from that exactly and i and i think um linking your podcast as you just mentioned Mm -hmm. to this podcast would really then reinforce this message back home go back and think again this is all the mindset and without sorting out the mindset you can't then make the plans to reinvent yourself because you won't know yourself you know yeah you've got to know yourself in order to reinvent yourself yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. So I haven't mentioned that, but I used to work as an architect and I went through this process like I was in this transitioning. And what I did was basically I felt disconnected from the job that I was doing and I went through this process. So I, I took a coach training program. I went through coaching and um, basically I just got really clear on my values. So what's important to me and interestingly enough, uh, maybe similar to your journey, like I ended up in a completely different field, but I had this open mind and maybe it's really important for people right now that don't necessarily stick to the old patterns, as you just mentioned, but you can like reinvent yourself, um, like starting from scratch. Who am I? That's the mm-hmm. most important question. What is important to me? What do I value in my life? And so maybe, you know, starting from there and that's the, 
<laughs> starting from scratch, right? I I yeah. was, and it's going to be different. Sorry, sorry, yeah, people. Sure, it's going to sure. be different now than it was in January. So if you had listened to us speaking in January or listened to Tibor's podcast in January, your answers would have been different than they will be if you listen to them today. Mm-hmm. So if you go and listen to that podcast today, what you value and what's important to you will be different. One of the talks I was giving before COVID hit, mm-hmm. I was talking about a mortality moment. And a mortality moment it's it's almost silly to sort of have this as a conversation now because <laughs> we're having a global mortality moment, yeah. but we we hadn't experienced this at the point. So cast your mind back to sort of la- end of last year. A mortality moment is when you are suddenly jolted to the realization that you're not superhuman, that this life that you've got, not in a negative way, but this life that you've got is limited by time. And therefore, time is actually your most important resource, more important than money, because you can borrow money from somebody else. Yeah, yeah. People, can you lend me some money? You cannot lend me some time. What you can do is leverage your time. So, you know, if you sort your finances out, you can get a cleaner to clean the house. Mm. And then you claw back that time and you invest that time to make more money so that you can then pay the cleaner to do it again. And with the profit that you make on the top in terms of money, you make more money to do more time things, you know, and, and so on. And you can make it this, this great circle for yourself. But if you, don't, if you don't know what your values are, you won't understand what your time is. Mm. And so the irony of the book was that it was written to say to people, time is your most important resource. And if time was your important resource, what's stopping you do what you love it's because you're on this wheel that says you have to make money and and each of us will be making money in a different way. So some will have their businesses and some will be employees. Mm. And because you're stuck in that wheel, you don't have the time to then think about what you would really like to do with your time. So it was a thinking process. And once you know, again, as we've said, what you value, what mm. you're all about, you can then underline that with a maths equation. Well, I shouldn't have said the word equation. Yeah. Just just with some some simple maths, it's not an equation, but some simple maths <laughs> yeah. that says, um, okay, this is the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. This is how much it costs me. These are my basic expenses. These are my luxuries, my non-essential expenses. And actually, some of those luxuries aren't important to me anymore because actually what's more important to me is spending time with my family or fitness. I mean, how crikey, how fit is everybody going to be? Everybody's going out there walking and running and cycling and doing all of those things because the gyms are shut. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what, what will happen to gyms when we come out of the other end of this. Wow. Will more people go to uh, a gym again? Will more gym people join a gym because they've been fit now? Or actually, will gyms see that memberships aren't renewed because everybody's learned, crikey, I don't need to go down the gym. I can just go out for a walk in the fresh air. Mm. Yeah. So it's quite interesting to see how businesses are going to be affected. And that's what I mean. Our values are going to change our decisions. But all of this is down to, as I wrote in the Wealthy Retirement Plan, your time is your most important resource. Work out what's important to you there and then work out how you can fund the life you want. And I think that's that's it at the other end of this. You know, get your your structure right, which is values. And gratitude, it's got to come all the way together. 
communicate. I think that's one thing we haven't said is, you know, speak within your family group, share your thoughts, share your new realization of your values. Mm. And when it comes to doing your finances, it's just maths. Don't avoid this. This is something that you really need to focus on. Do the maths um, and then share that responsibility. So if you're a a classic family where you're a mom, a dad and, and some kids, it's not just one parent's responsibility to manage the money in the house. Mm-hmm. You take this opportunity while you're all together to have an open conversation about it because money can be such a source of stress if you don't, mm-hmm. and that's that's not necessary. So structure, finances, communication, and then now you have all the research you need, whether to start your business, whether to invest in property, or whether to plan the life you want once we get through some of this covid um realignment let's yeah. call it a covid there's going to oh. be a covid realignment when we come out the other end yeah. what do you want life to be like then? i love it realigning realignment for the world that's amazing mm. yeah and i really love the time and money mindset shift because i think a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners might focus on money uh, as the most um or they might be valuing money more than time. So it's really powerful what you said that, you know, you can borrow money or um, this is something that you can uh, generate, but time is something that you can get back. So this is the most important uh, uh, thing. And uh, and, and to, pick yeah. up on the, sorry, people, sure. to pick up on that point where you were saying about some people value money more than time, then in a situation like this where sometimes your money has been reduced or been limited, then what are you left with? You know, because you've got nothing lying behind it. But actually, if you realize that time is actually more important, um, you'll have a better quality of life. And there's going to be people over this period that will lose family members. And they may have been focused on money all the time. I mean, I, I think I was... Speaking to one client and I was asking them because, you know, I said structure because we we need some structure in our lives because this is chaos. Mm -hmm. And so to bring some structure to maintain your daily routine, whatever your routine, whatever routine you want to create, create your daily routine. And we were talking about his daily routine and he's literally working in a home office with the door shut from nine o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night because he's worried about money. And I understand why. but in the room next door are his sons and daughters that he's not spending time with. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a wow. this is a vulnerable moment. This is a mortality moment. This is an individual mortality moment. You're not going to live forever and therefore what's important to you, but it's also a family mortality moment. We're all worried mm. that maybe we won't all make this out the other end. We won't be the same family units we were mm. in January. We won't be those same people in in august september october and therefore where where could you spend some of your valuable time now to make those valuable connections before you don't have that opportunity and that just puts money into perspective yes you've got to pay the bills but if you do that simple maths you'd be surprised at actually how little you need i've got another client lives in the center of london but really because of the position they're in Mm -hmm. they only need about two thousand pounds a month to pay their basics. They're not planning for a holiday. They can't go anywhere. Mm. They can't travel to work. They're not spending on the travel. They can't go for meals out. They can have meals in, but that's not necessary. 
But if they just go within their doors and they pay their bills and they pay, you know, for the for the essential foods that come in and the essential bills, £2,000. Now, that's a lot of money to some people, yeah. but it's not a lot of money for the centre of a town. Mm -hmm. But actually, they can save loads of money so they can be relaxed about money mm -hmm. and therefore they can focus on having quality time together with family, friends, reaching out to people you haven't spoken to in absolutely ages. And, and that's just... That's just as important as everything else that we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And as we are coming to the end of this episode, I always ask my guests, uh, if you have any books in mind besides your books, uh, like what, what are some of them that you would recommend to the listeners to read maybe during okay. COVID-19, um, anything that comes to your mind? Yeah, I, I have to say, I tend to read what I would call educational books mm -hmm. um, for a purpose. Like I'm, I use them as a research tool, like I'm, I want to learn a specific thing. That's why I've gone to that book. And more often I read, um, you know, just general um, fiction books um, are my way to relax. So none of my fiction books are, yeah. are suitable for the audience or will inspire <laughs> them in any, any way whatsoever. But if I think back over key moments in my life that have mm, yeah. had an impact, I would say the number one book for me, and it's it's almost like the first book of its kind that I ever read, mm -hmm. The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. And it's a story of a man on a journey um, recognizing that opportunities are all around him And it's almost about changing the way he sees the world so that he sees everything in the world as an opportunity. Wow. And I read that book round about 2000 and let's say 2001 to 2008. I'm not exactly sure where. I've, and somehow I've even got two copies of the book in my bookshelf. Oh, wow. So I must have picked it back up again at some point. And I think that's a really pivotal book for mindset now that above it, don't, oh no, I'm not saying don't. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. But reading a book, reading a book on how to change your mindset can be quite functional. And for me, the Celestine prophecy will get you in your soul, will will get you inside the core of your body. Mm. Then you can go on and read some of the more technical books on how to, but but this I can't name this book enough. Celestine Prophecy, James Redfield. Yeah. Then awesome. another book is is by um, a dear friend of mine, and he's totally prolific. And I must introduce you to him, Tybor. You'd love you'd love speaking to him. He's a guy really? called Tom Evans. So Tom Evans used to be a BBC sound producer type person, very, very technical, very clever, had a, a, a reinvention moment and has moved into a much more spiritual world. Mm -hmm. He's now on an American um, website called Insight Timer, And he's got like three million listens to his meditations. He's a wow. prolific meditation creator. He's oh, also yeah. a prolific author. I can't remember if there are 12 or 13 books. A lot of his books are taking um, the more, uh, how does he call it, the esoteric and making it mm -hmm. exoteric or something like that. But taking the woo-woo and bringing it down to a more human level. And my favorite book, the book that I've, I've read all of his books, there's Mindful, Timeful, Kindful, there's The Zone, which is very much about using things to sort of get you in the zone. 
But the book that I loved, it's a really, really simple little read, is called This We Know. Mm -hmm. And it just takes you on a little mind crazy journey that's wow. that's yeah a nice nice way to change the way you think about things this we know by tom evans mm. um and he's written a new book which i'm on my way to reading at the moment called soul waves which is a novel and you can get that on audiobook as well wow. so love tom's books and then my latest book which is actually my more um actual research read I was part of um, the Business Book Awards this year for the Wealthy Retirement wow. Plan. My book was, um, was nominated. Yeah. Thank you very much. And one of the other authors was um, a guy called Matthew Syed, S-Y-E-D. Mm -hmm. So Matthew Syed, and he's got a book out called Rebel Ideas, and I'm just starting to read that because I was intrigued by different ways of thinking. And I think that that book is also pertinent for the time. So the three books really, I've just thought of this now because I've wow. said it, are about changing the way you think. So the Celestine prophecy will get you to recognize that there are opportunities all around you. And from the story of a man, the metaphor, you can apply that to yourself in a much more internalized way, I, I believe. Yeah. This we know will wander you out into the more unusual and expand the way you think. Wow. And if you love Tom's work, then you can wander off down that line and, and wander into even more mind expanding or how you can apply it so you can branch in either direction there. And then Rebel Ideas is very much fact-based, you know, starting with things that have happened and where failures mm. in thinking uh, yeah. have have created problems so and how rebel ideas um make shifts yeah so i think that would be really interesting to then go okay so i recognize there are opportunities i recognize there's more <laughs> that i don't know than i do know yeah. and then these are maybe different ways that i could think about things yeah wow that's incredible thank you so much for these books to be honest i i i, I didn't read any of them or i haven't read any of them yet and it's always really interesting to to see what people read, my guests read, and what you know transform their lives. Because there are so many books. I have many books on my bookshelf, so to speak. But there are just so many great books. And really, thank you so much for uh, sharing these, because actually they are very new on the show. Uh, so nobody has recommended them yet. And I wanted to make sure that we talk about. Uh, where people can find you online, get in touch with you, and also download uh, free giveaways, um, mini books, scorecard. What are some of the things that are available? Well, I'm sure you'll stick everything in the notes because yeah. one of the difficult things about me, probably a bit like you, Tibor, is spelling out names. <laughs> so the important thing is that I'm Vicky with an I, V-I-C-K-I, and then Wushe is W-U-S-C-H-E. And basically, if you can spell my name, you can find me anywhere. So I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, um, and you can follow all the social media. And I use a hashtag, Wushonomics, which is W-H-O-O-S-H-O-N-O-M-I-C-S. So Wushonomics is a, a core hashtag that I use mm -hmm. on everything that's sort of relevant to what we've been speaking about. My website is the same, vickywushay.com. And basically, when you go there, um, there's a page that is called resources. Mm -hmm. 
And if you go to, um, and I think it's called books, actually. If you go to books, then not only will you see my books, but you'll actually see uh, the workbooks that I've created. Mm-hmm. So there are um, there are the five books that I've written. And then under that, you can actually download a free copy of the Critical Property Principles, which is the nine principles. We didn't quite touch on them in details but they're the nine principles that i've learned over the last uh decade and i think that will be really relevant to now mm-hmm. there's also um a little um manual called the de-job yourself manual mm-hmm. um i think it's something like 10 pounds it's not very expensive and that's a way that you can work your way through the maths of breaking the link between having to work so that's the idea of de-jobbing yourself you don't give up your job yeah but you look at a way, and then maybe that's the thing to just add back to all the people thinking of creating businesses. Don't give up what you're doing now. If you've got an opportunity after COVID to go back to your job, go back to your job, go back to your business, but use this time to think about how you can bring something to run along in parallel. Mm. And only when that thing has got sufficient income do you do you then give up your primary job. Yeah. So that's the de-job yourself manual. And then the other thing that you can look for is the scorecard. So the school card is an online um, assessment or, or quiz, if you mm-hmm. like, um, and it's vickywoshay.com forward slash uh, school card. And the principle there is that you just take about 30 questions and you answer sort of yes, no to the 30 questions. And then it produces for you a personalized score and a personalized report um, along the five principles that will help you create your wealthy future plan. Now, I've edited the scorecard so that it talks about the wealthy survival plan because I think that's core to what we're thinking at the moment, how to survive wealthy. Um, And I think that's really important right now. And then it's going to take you through um, control, which is what we've been talking about, structure Mm -hmm. and um, clarity, so your vision Mm -hmm. and resources and how to leverage them and then at the end, legacy. So what's the plan? How do you, helping you how you want to live now, but also helping you think about how you can realign your new life for when when we move out to the other side of this. Wow. And, and so that'll take you maybe five or 10 minutes, um, put your email in, and then it will email you your score and your report. And if you don't want to stay on my database, because of course, when you give your email to anybody, you're stand. If you don't want to stay on my database, I won't be offended. It's absolutely fine to just take the scorecard and unsubscribe yourself. If you want to stay on, then obviously it'd be lovely to communicate with you. But don't mark me as spam, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for sharing those amazing resources. Um, The links are going to be in the show notes, definitely. So people can find on the website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. And uh, my last question is, as always, we talked about this to some extent, like your mission and also your future vision. So what are some of your goals for the future and focuses? Me? Oh, goodness. Well, I think (laughs) at a human level, um, my goal is to take all the seedlings that I have managed to sprout. So I've got seed trays full of vegetables um, our goal is to see if we can turn into those into anything edible. So that's that's our big mission at the moment. Can we take something from a seed, 
to a sprout. Yes, they've sprouted. Everything's sprouted, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. How can we now turn that into something edible? So that's a big mission that we as a family are all working on, building the greenhouse and digging a vegetable plot. Um, Wow. I'm also totally focused on the minute that I can go and hug my grandchildren. Mm. I know I sound far too young. Thank you for that. (laughs) But I do have two grandchildren and one of them is just eight weeks old Mm. and we haven't been able to hug him for about the last four weeks because of lockdown. So we see him from a distance and that's, that's such a shame that human connection, you know, I just, I miss hugs. We all need hugs. Definitely. There'll be a lot more hugging after this, I hope. And then from a business perspective, I'm just doing the same in some ways because all I've ever wanted to do is to help people realize that they have more control over their lives than they think. Mm. And the one way that you can get more control over your life is by breaking your reliance on working for your income. If you can leverage your resources, your time, your money and, and the other assets that you have around you, your knowledge, your contacts, you can create a second stream of income. So you're not always reliant on the Monday to Friday, nine to five dirge that some people get mm. themselves into. And you could create the life that you want. Part of that life can be making the world a better place for everybody else. And that's just my mission all the way through. You know, we, we've got this wonderful gift. Um, I must feel a bit emotional there. We've got this wonderful gift of life. You know, we, we are so lucky to be alive on this planet. And and for those that are listening, we're so lucky to be healthy and we're so lucky to have family members that are still healthy. And what I would love to come out of this is that we come out a better planet. Please, please, can we come out a better planet? Please, can we care about the planet? Please, can we care about the people on the planet? And please, can we recognize that being together with people is more important than anything else? Wow. I really love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, it's it's wonderful, really. I mean, um, you know, the mission of the podcast or the vision statement of Mindset Horizon was making the world a better place by unleashing human potential. And so I truly believe that, you know, people have more pot- potential that they think and they can, you know, they shouldn't limit them- themselves if they want to create a business or whatever it is for someone. They can do it. They, they just, you know, have to listen to these conversations, um, you know, work on the mindset, identity, values, and all the things that we talked about. And thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Tiba. I really, really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Mindset Horizon podcast. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, be sure to head to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, where you'll also have the ability to join the Mindset Nation community for more insight and empowerment to help you reach your full potential. That's all available exclusively on MindsetHorizon.com.